0: Christmas story, you got the notes, you would follow along. This is the Christmas story. As we think about the Christmas story, uh, we need to understand that it is bigger, it's part of a bigger story. Um, sometimes people are the Bible, which is quite a collection of different stories that really don't see the have connection with one or another. So we have the story of the birth of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph's wife, and shepherds, the manger, the stable of the third major stories to us. Um, but it's important for us to see that the story is immersed in the center of a, a bigger story, a bigger uh, redemptive theme, including the whole the Bible. And so all of these other stories of the Bible um, are not separate stories or events, uh, but they're all combined together for this one grand theme and narrative of the Bible. So when we think of Moses and children so of Egypt the Red Sea, uh, we think of Daniel and the Lion's Den, the story of Daniel, uh, the life and ministry of Jesus, and then, all our very These are uh, a collection of assorted but they are related stories. And uh, So there is one big story. It's the story of our world and the outworking of God's eternal purpose and plan. As I mentioned this morning, someone said that history can be defined as his story. And yeah. as we think of history, we understand that God is working all things after the counsel of His own will. Isaiah, there's one of amazing verbs that God is carrying out plans that were formed long ago perfect faithfulness. it's helpful for us as Christians to have that perspective, to have that world view that we recognize as we look at the world around us, the time in which we're living, but in a way we probably can't wrap our minds around really it is uh, somehow his story, he's very forward, his own purpose. And uh, I remember Alexander I uh, very Alexander one time saying, it's, it's like a building that has a scaffolding all around it. And work is being done, you can't see what is being done, but when you take the scaffolding down, there's this beautiful building that has been finished. History is like that, it's like the it's like the all around the building once history comes to an end you see what God is doing. And he saves his people. And so history is about his story. And so this is the big story. And kind of an attempt to summarize that up in one line and say it's this, that God is saving a people himself. for himself from among the nations through the person and the word of Jesus Christ. Praise of His glory and grace. We talked about that this morning. It's all to praise and glory of His grace. God is doing something. You need understand that He is at work. The world, among um, kings and kingdoms, His church, among His people, and uh, he, is, he is accomplishing that. So all things are from him, to him, and to him and for his glory. The simple timeline, we go back to the very beginning of Genesis, where in Genesis the story begins with the wonderful garden, and we have paradise as God made a beautiful creation and world out of the living again there was nothing lacking everything that God made was very good and all of that we see in Genesis 1 and then in Genesis 2 kind and, 2, and uh, talks about graduating Mary and facing human history, the whole and the family. Um, and uh, there was this wonderful list. There was nothing that is lacking. There is fullness, there is beauty, there is God's presence and fellowship, and in with the greatest and the best of all beings. But now we get to free paradise is lost. And there is the fall. So the story begins in paradise, but it, and ultimately will end in paradise. But between those two ends of the scripture is that what happened Calvary. Coming of the Son of God into the world. And as we think about the storyline, it is God's work. He is saving a people for himself from a fallen race in Adam. Uh, he is saving a people for himself. He's the one that is initiating this, he's the one that is carrying it out. Remember, Mark Webb was here preaching about. Uh, God's sovereign grace. you talking about how you're going to relax. Whenever talks about being saved, he said God always gives them Counsel God's the one that did um, People who meet through grace. Um, he gives life grace people So God is the one who initiates the greatness about the as they go about and as he commanded to preach the gospel. So God will have a people and people will have a kingdom. Uh, from among the nations, wherever you try um, and become a nation there will be the people that Christ himself will redeem. He himself has said that he um, says, the Father has given me the people. And I'm going to raise them up the last day and I'm one of them will be missing. So there's a big picture, if you will, big timeline of, of, of the story. And, and that story can be reviewed, unit you know, in some different ways can uh, yeah, the shepherd he goes and finds his sheep and he brings them to so, himself yeah, gathers them into the fold it's a whole, uh, sometimes like a husband who's loving his wife loving his bride and caring for her uh, sometimes it's a picture of people who are not people who are aliens and they are made to be the people of God that's what we refer to people who are to be a people for Himself, sometimes the story, is a picture of being enslaved and enslaved by sin and Satan, in the last and rescued. been brought into the kingdom of His gracious righteous King, and God has done this. He translated us out of the darkness into the kingdom of His own dear beloved Son, and uh, so these are some of the pictures. Have got the Bible of rescue and salvation. And as we saw this morning, all of this is the praise of the glory of His grace. And we saw in Ephesians 2 7, 7, the amazing statement that for all eternity, God is going to reveal to us more and more of the exceeding riches of His grace. His kindness towards us in Christ. I um, don't know how that's going to happen, but I look forward to that. Christ is going to really reveal how, is going to reveal, how He death and strength is lifted His grace towards us. so many different ways that He will uh, to bring about uh, this restoration of paradise that we've been lost. So, um, this is a Christmas story. It's a wonderful story, uh, but it's not isolated. It's a part of the bigger picture. Uh, and as we understand the bigger picture, we understand and appreciate, I think, the Christmas story itself. It's, a bigger, it's a part of the bigger story of the whole Bible. So, as we saying, joy has dawned upon our world, promise from creation. Foretold, um, for years and this is a realization of those promises that have So central to this story, of course, we all know, and everyone is the But central to the story, the main character of the story is, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, he is pictured there. He is foreshadowed. He is foretold. It's promise there, and then when we get to the New Testament with the birth of christ we see that now the promises have come to fruition, and the shadows have been realized, the prophecies have been fulfilled, these Old Testament scriptures have um, come into realization. So we read verses like this. Jesus says in John 5:39. You search the scriptures or in them you think that you have eternal life. These are they which testify from the respect statement isn't particularly. Uh, of course, it's referring to the tests or speaking to the bodies of the day. And he says, All those things that you've done and studied, they are pointing to me. They are Reference to me. They testify of me. And then you remember Jesus as he speaks with the two on the road to Emmaus after the resurrection. Um, they don't know that Jesus has been resurrected, and Jesus meets with them on the road, and find their eyes open. They understand who it is and they're walking with. It's none other than the resurrected um, Christ. And it says there, Luke 24, 27. And beginning with Jesus and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. The things concerning himself. I'd love to hear Jesus share those things with those two men on the road to pay us. But in the Old Testament, we have a picture that is being formed by words that are illustrating this is at time. I want to read this. I found this years ago, and we really like this little story. Uh, it's a true story. This was years ago in our country. People were moving westward and we were settling uh, the wild west. And uh, this is a story of a man that was involved with that. It says, As our country was growing as a nation, many men moved west to establish a new life, buy some land. Get to farm, build a house, a barn, plant crops, raise cattle. The man was successful, having built up a homestead, and decided to, that it was time to find someone to share his life. So he took out an ad in the newspaper back east in New York City. There were no at that time, and never visited the people I So he put the ad in the paper. It was a simple ad. It said, wanted a good woman who would be willing to be a pen pal. Marriage is a possibility for the right woman. Soon he began receiving letters from a lady named Molly. Over a period of time, their correspondence with each other turned into love for one another. And now the day came that found this man in a railroad station. Kansas City, awaiting the arrival of Molly, who was coming hundreds of miles to meet him for the very first time. As the train arrived, the man saw many women getting off the train, and suddenly he saw a lady, and he cried out, Molly, over here. She looked his way and walked toward him slowly, and smiled at him, and they shook hands with one another. And she said to him, how did you know who I was? And he reached into his back pocket and he pulled out a stack of old letters and he said, from these here letters. But mommy was amazed and said, but there are there are no pictures of me in any of them. He dropped his head a little bit, but a kind of off shots Look and, and uh, with, a, with a kind of awe, shocked look. He said, "Oh yes, there are. There are lots of pictures in your words." You see, he had spent hours reading every word, looking for every little clue that would tell him who Molly was and what she was like, and he had fallen in love with her words. Had painted a portrait of a the world. It says, like in the Old Testament, that paints a portrait for us of this coming one, the promised Messiah who is coming. So it paints a picture for us with words of this one who is to come. We read in Colossians 2 here and in verse 17, as we think about all of these things and the history of Old Testament uh, Israel and all the sacrificial system, and all of those things. And it says that all of those things were a shadow of the things to come, but the substance is of Christ. It is Christ. Those things were pointing to and referencing the coming of Messiah. Here is the reality. Picture in words is now taken on flesh and blood in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so those were the substance, or Christ is the substance of all of those things. So there's this, what we might say, a scarlet thread that's running through through all of the Bible. It's all tied to Jesus Christ, who he is, and uh, the history of the God. So like we see all the various stories of the Bible are unfolding and advancing the big story of the Bible. So all these little stories, again, are advancing the overall big story with reference to this Christ. Um, So it's one big story, but it has a lot of smaller stories, and these stories combined and connected are the unfolding of this big story um, of redemption. And uh, so we think of Moses, the Red Sea, Daniel, Babylon, and then New Babylon. All of these stories, again, are connected. And uh, just for a few minutes, I'm going to just consider some of these connections as we think about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, his work uh, and the stories that are connected with him. Again, this is probably elementary. From him, we see the all of them. See, as we think about the beginning the, the and the loss of paradise, we see that sin has created a great all between God and man. We read, we know the story in Genesis 3 about the fall, about God uh, uh, having to judge Adam and and to remove them from the garden. Remember, there's an angel. That's supposed to be playing sword, that entering back in less they we need from the tree of life and live in a fallen state. Um, God's purpose is to bring about a new creation and a new people and new humanity for His glory and His honor. We'll do what Adam and Eve did do, populate like the earth and uh, rule and reign with Him. Um, and so they believe the lie of the serpent, and they become separated from their God. He had walked with them, ruled with the day, communed with them, but now they have been shut off from this one again, who is the greatest and the best of all beings. And what they learn is under the verse, the effects of sin took away, the way, the transgressor, of a hard road, isn't it? So by the sweat of your brow, you can make a living. Here, uh, the, the, the same So here's this great law that has been brought about. But what we find is, as we look to the New Testament, that Jesus is the bridge builder. He is the one who restores and brings back uh, those who have been separated from God. Uh, and it's not just Adam and but all of us who are in this in Adam's train. Uh, we have been separated from God and is there any way for that gulf to be bridged? Well the answer is yes. Yeah. Jesus himself says I am the way, the truth and the light he believes or speaking on the way, the truth and like the light how many comes with the bottom of my being well, here is a line just the one who is the great bridge builder to bring people back, sinners back. That we, uh, to him. Uh, this is this is a bridge that is not built by man, but it is a new bridge that is built by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one mediator between God and man. Secondly, we see the first Adam, first man, the first family. Uh, as we think about it, he is our representative. And we see this in Romans 5 instruction. By one man, the sin entered the world, and death by sin, and so death spread to all men because of all sin. That he was our representative. And when he fell, we fell. Uh, Again, we were like thinking on Adam. When he had a great fall, we fell in sin. A wrote certainly brings that out very clearly. Um, and so he was our representative we have a representative of government, uh, we have Adam who is our appointed representative. We may not like that, but I believe the Bible will us. But the first Adam failed, he failed miserably, he thought about serious consequences that affected him, it the world, and everything since that time. All we're finished to come to the a new Adam, or uh, the second Adam, or the last Adam, that will run this body and uh, we see here this Adam, this last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ. And where Adam fell, and uh, as our work all those that are united with this representative uh, receive blessings He is our representative, and as it were, the grace of God, the eternal counsel of God, we are back on him. And so we read in verse, uh, let's see, verse 18, Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in, resulting in condemnation, even so through one man's righteous uh, act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many would be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace abounded much more, so that as sin reigned in death, and so grace might bring righteousness to eternal life in Jesus Christ. Power. First Corinthians 15, 45 says, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, the Jesus Christ, became a life living spirit. Communicated life, eternal life that was. First, out of and there is another out of the last who makes an kind face of the act of representative and we stand and bring in righteous and perfect side the of God. Then, of course, a serpent we've already talked about this a few weeks ago. They were talking about the we've already in the not yet in the evidence of Christ. There was a serpent in the that deceived and led. Um, very cunning and, and aimed doubt the for of job and receive part of and give to her husband and of course there is this promise in Genesis 3.15 there is one that is coming and crush the head of the serpent. He will overcome undo what the serpent has done. And it is Christ the one who crushes the head of the serpent. We read about this and he to 14, inasmuch as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise took the took, uh, took to same, that through death he might destroy him who have the power of death. That is the devil, and release those who, fear of death, for all their life are subject to the here is the serpent, crusher. And uh, brings to us the life of Jesus Christ. Do we know the story again in Genesis that God clothed Adam and Eve? Remember after they sinned, they felt shame, they were hiding from God. And what did they do? They started together fig leaves in order to cover their shame. But they couldn't do that. But what does God do? Is that God is like, clothe them. He will clothe them with animal skins. So, this is the first reference to shedding the, the blood. And there is filling up some sort of an animal. There is now a high bird covering it. It's out. again, pointing to something far greater than Jesus came to clothe us how we may understand this but we righteousness God made him and he said for us that he might be made the righteousness we are the perfect righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ and again if it's all, it is all his beauty and it is life Fifthly, we see the great patriarch, which promises to Abraham, be the father uh, of many people of a nation, and from that nation, there will come one who brings blessing to all nations, all the earth. There will be this universal blessing will go beyond the bounds of the sea, the physical seed of Abraham, the nation of Israel. And of course, Jesus is the one who brings that blessing. It's all very clear in the book of Galatians that we are believers in Christ, we are Abraham's seed, and we are recipients of this blessing that comes, the gospel that was reached back there in Genesis 12. uses language like that. Sixthly, we see that there is going to be a ruler who is going to come out of Judah, and uh, it will be to him that the obedience of the people will be. And uh, so, a tribe is set apart, it's going to come through truth from your line. When Jacob is pronouncing the blessing, of course we see that Jesus is the one who is this king that comes from the tribe of Judah, and that's what we read in the gospel of the Jesus is from Judah, the city of David, Bethlehem, the tribe of Judah, the tribe of. And then we see that Moses, who was a great deliverer and a prophet, was told that there would be one that would come after him who would be a greater prophet than he. A greater deliverer than he. And uh, this is indeed what we see. Jesus comes as the new Moses, the greater Moses. It's a kind of the ministry of Jesus said, Is this the one that was spoken about? The one who would be the greater prophet than Moses. And indeed, he was that one. So Jesus comes, and like Moses, who was living in a palace, he went and identified himself with his slave people. And though he, rich, he was rich, the Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for our sakes he became more so that we do this problem and we might be in so like Moses left um, might say an uncomfortable situation entered into our world. we're the sin. and came to literally be identified with us because Moses identified with his own people Christ identified with us to come on himself our likeness and he saved us not from favor last he us from the wrath of God. So here is someone you know, of this one who is a great prophet in the land of Moses. Here, of course, in the past, we have the story of the lamb of the slain, the slaves that the free, and it is Jesus Christ who is referred to as the very lamb of God. That's what John said. He announced inside the whole land of God. Takes away the sin of the world. Then the story of water and man and the wilderness, these images are used, especially in John 6. Jesus has come as his bread that has come down the I'm just picturing something that God fed them in the wilderness of this man. Here is this true bread that has come down from the covenant. And of course, out of Egypt, by the my son, You see these in Exodus 4, also in Hosea 11. But interestingly enough, it's a fight in Jesus. After he is born, remember he goes down into Egypt. And as he is coming back, his parents are bringing him back. The pyramids were a minor. He says, Here is, I'm sure Israel So, again, all those things went forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus. Ross. On the back of the paper or um, more, see other ways in which we can see this again yeah, with bigger story and our relatedness to there other. many other things that we can forget But But I call it to together or- Comments, writing, and, and for like and all, all right, well, let's see. destruction of righteousness. We thank you that it reveals to us the salvation is now in Jesus Christ. We thank you for the unity of the land. Interrelated in the interrelatedness of all our stories and all these things that have been throughout an ethnic district. We know the story is not over. As we live again, we know already in the time yet, we are looking forward to the fulfillment of this story in the final chapter we look forward to the coming of Christ in the day in which he will restore paradise lost you will be a moment to keep our eyes fixed upon Christ and the moment we have and we be looking for the blessed appearance of the coming of Christ notice as we go into this you meet before us I'm to be